Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about loneliness in the church. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God, you can weather the storms of life, and you can bear fruit. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about how loneliness is impacting Christians. You know, once upon a time, the church was the least lonely place in the world. In Acts 4, we read, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. You know, the early church, these Christians, they shared their lives together. They, they shared their possessions with one another, their time, everything they had, they shared. And we often talk about the church using that biblical analogy of a family and Unfortunately, it, it rings hollow for many because they don't find those kinds of connections here anymore. But that wasn't the case then. Then the church was a family held together by the blood of Jesus. Now, unfortunately, that family has dissolved under the cultural pressure to individualize everything. and has been steadily replaced with an unprecedented wave of loneliness. You know, someone I read had a really great example of this. He said, think about your last trip to Walmart. Until just recently, I was a, a guy living in a house all by myself. I had a garage and pretty easily I could push a button and that garage door would open up. I could pull out, drive to Walmart. Maybe I'd get a, a quick greeting from the Walmart greeter, although most of the time I had my head in the phone looking at my shopping list. And then I could walk to my aisle. I could get my toothpaste. I could get some food and I could go back. And now once I get to you know the checkout lanes, they now have self-checkout. I don't have to talk to anyone there. I could slide my stuff through, flash my card, be back in my car, back in my garage, door closed without having another conversation with anyone. And even now you go to Walmart and you can do the, the pickup. I just did that today. And some part of me says, that's the goal, right? I don't want my conversations to be in a grocery store. I wanna get in and out. But it just illustrates what a transformation there has been and how our society relates to one another. If you went back a century or so ago, you acted like that, it would seem absurd. And unfortunately, we've taken this attitude of individualism and thrust it upon a church that was always supposed to be focused not on the individual, but on one another. It starts with rushing into the worship service and sitting on that back pew and getting out as quick as we can to avoid that awkward social interaction. And it goes all the way to the point where we say, I can be a Christian without the church. You know, we want the church to be a consumer product that suits our individual needs. We want to be able to open up our garage door, drive to the building, slip in, get the product we want and slip out. And if the local church won't accommodate that, eventually we'll say, we'll just figure it out on our own. You know, what a sad state that is. And it's almost laughable that we can compare that consumer product that the, some of the church has tried to package up today with the community of believers who are willing to give up everything to be together and to serve one another. 
You know, what so many try to do and see in the churches in their neighborhoods today is a radical divergence from the family described in the New Testament. You know, we often talk about that divergence when it comes to how we worship and about doctrinal matters. Many have strayed far from how the New Testament describes worship in favor of their own ideas. But just as dramatically, perhaps even more dramatically, churches have abandoned the biblical idea of a Christian community. You know, we have cowed to the rising tide of individualism, and it's little wonder that now we're grappling with an epidemic of loneliness in the church. You know, some 50 to 60 percent of regular churchgoers, they say, now feel isolated from others in the church. That is a tremendous failure, and we need to be in constant prayer and making constant efforts to undo the damage that this consumer individualistic mentality has already caused and reverse course so it doesn't keep happening. But while the early church was undoubtedly closer knit than we have been lately, they still dealt with some loneliness after a while. You know, of course, in Acts 4, where we read that the believers were of one heart and one soul was when all of the church was still in Jerusalem. You know, what an exciting time that must have been. All of the Christians on earth all together in one place serving God. But the church wasn't going to stay in Jerusalem. You know, the Christians, they went out just as Christ commissioned them to, and they made disciples of all nations and baptized them. And that was difficult work, and sometimes it was lonely work. You know, the work of missionaries today is still like that. That's why they need as much support and encouragement as we can give them. You know, the early Christian evangelists, they often had companions go with them, but still, it must have seemed very different from having the whole church together in Jerusalem. And in 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul writes about his own struggles with this isolation. And this is a, a sad passage to read, but it's also uh, one of my favorites. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. But Paul wrote in verse 9, Be diligent to come to me quickly, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and has departed for Thessalonica. Cretans for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia, only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for ministry. And Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. Bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas when you come, and the books, especially the parchments. I like that part where he you know, throws in a reminder to bring back the books that he forgot. And then in verse 14, Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. May the Lord repay him according to his works. You also must beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. At my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. You know, Paul, he recognized there are a variety of reasons why people don't come through for us. A variety of reasons why people don't help us, aren't there for us, and cause us to be lonely. Demas has forsaken me, for he loves this present world. And so the comfort and the safety and the security of this life apparently were more valuable to Demas than Christ or Paul. Grecians in verse 10 had gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Mark verse 11 is useful, but he's not there. Tychicus has been sent to Ephesus. Alexander in verses 14 has done something to cause Paul great harm. Some abandoned Paul maliciously. Some did it because they just got distracted by the world. Others did it because they had other more important work to do. But Paul refused to focus 
on those failures of others that, that caused him to be lonely. Verse 16 says, may it not be charged against them. You know, the resolution to this crisis of loneliness is not to hold grudges against those people who aren't there when we need them. You know, the way I understand this verse 16 at my first defense, no one stood with me, is that that's Paul acknowledging the fact that no Christian advocated for him or stood with him at his pre-trial hearing. He's on trial for preaching the gospel. He's on trial in Rome, and he's acknowledging no one is there standing with him. Like Jesus, Paul stood alone when he served God. But also like Jesus, Paul was quick to overlook that, quick to forgive the failures of others. And this almost seems routine for him. He throws in alongside all of this a reminder to bring his cloak and his books that he left behind. And I think he was able to handle this isolation so well because of the next verse in verse 17. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion and the Lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. You know, as the church, we need to step up. We need to be the family the early Christians were. Christianity, it's not a consumer product that you can drive in, that you can pick it up and then leave. It is a life that we live, and we shouldn't live it alone. You know, the Christians in Jerusalem after Pentecost were of one heart and one soul. They loved and they served one another. They had their shortcomings too, of course, but they were a community united in the blood of Christ. As they went out from Jerusalem, they found themselves isolated from that family. And they longed for it. Paul said, be diligent to come to me quickly. He desperately wanted that family close to him. So many in the church today want that too. We want the family the New Testament talks about. But we have a long way to go. And while we work harder to love and support the brothers and sisters we have in the church, remember that even when everyone seems to have abandoned you, the Lord stands with you and strengthens you. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down, studying God's word with you next time. Hey there, thank you so much for stopping for this episode of Rooted Daily. It is so important to take a few minutes to root ourselves in Christ and in his word, and I'm so glad you did it with us today. If you think it's important that others hear this good news, make sure to hit the share button and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. It helps us reach more and more people every day with the message of Jesus. Most importantly, though, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Christ, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.